Welcome to One to Watch Wednesday featuring independent and emerging artists from across Canada. My name is Sarah Scott and thanks for listening today. One to Watch Wednesday is sponsored by DRC Music and in the next couple of weeks, got some very exciting news to share with you about DRC Music and some live shows they're putting on. For now though, they're here for all your entertainment needs as well. When we're able to have live music again and you want to have a show, whether it's an intimate concert in your backyard or a small community gathering, think of DRC Music first. Contact them on Facebook today for all the details about them. We have a very special guest joining us out of Newfoundland for this episode by the name of Jason Benoit. We're talking about his true blue love of country music, what it's like to play with the big wigs, and also about his interest in comics and conspiracies, his accolades, and so much more. You're also going to hear his two songs, Two Wrongs, and his latest, A Lot About a Little. I'm pretty darn excited for this episode, so let's get right on into it. You are from Fox Island River in Western Newfoundland originally. (laughs) You began pursuing your musical career in 2013, and this was new information to me, and I thought it was so cool. So your first single was actually a country rendition of Armin Van Buren and Trevor Guthrie's dance song, This Is What It Feels Like. (laughs) Yeah. peaked on the Billboard Canada country chart at number 46. So what was it about that song that made you want to cover it? And did you think that it was going to chart? That was just actually, it was kind of all of a a fluke, a good fluke. My manager, actually, Jensen Vaughn, co-wrote that song with Armin Van Buren. I was in Ontario recording some demos with him. In between recording, I was just sitting at the table. We were kind of having a break and I had the guitar out. You know, I brought the lyrics up on my phone and I just started uh, singing it. And it was different than the original, obviously. It's more like a ballad the way I... I did it. Uh, Jensen heard it. He was like, man, that sounds great. Let's record it. And then uh, we submitted it to Sony and they loved it too. We released it. Trevor knows, well, who who was my current manager at the time, Jensen Vaughn. So he, uh, yeah, definitely he was chatting with him. You know, I got to talk to him and he loved it. He thought it was such a a cool idea and and it was so different that from the original, he thought it was a a pretty cool take on it. So it was a pretty cool experience. For sure. And uh, since then you have released several other singles as well, which I absolutely love, like Cold Day Coming and Long Gone. Long Gone is like one of my favorite songs. (laughs) They're both so good. So... (laughs) You've had so many successes with those singles and you've gotten to get some pretty great opportunities and you've hit the road with Get a Little Crazy Tour with Tim Hicks in Coal Creek County. You've got to perform on stages alongside Kenny Chesney and Emerson Drive. Maybe tell us what it's like to hit the road with this caliber of talent when you're touring across Canada. Oh, it's I mean, it's I'm from a small town and I still live actually in Fox Island River. You know, it's a small town of 200 people and I've always lived in a small town. So from the get-go, it was, it was a whirlwind. It took some time actually to get used to performing on stages like that. Because when you're used to performing for, you know, the local crowd, probably 500 people max. Uh, when you're going to like going on tour with like Old Dominion and, you know, Washboard Union and Kenny Chesney, these guys, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's just totally different. I mean, you're, you're looking at it at crowds of thousands and at sometimes at some point it was 10,000, uh, tens of thousands of people. And it's mind blowing. It's something that it takes a little while to get used to <laughs> on a personal level. I mean, you don't just walk on these stages and 
are automatically like, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to do this. <laughs> it's always scary. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I've been blessed to go on tour. And, you know, as time went on, it just uh, you get a little more confident in yourself and how to command a, an audience. But I think I'm getting better at it, a little bit better. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The more more people, the more energy. And that's that's how my show reflects off the energy of the uh, of the audience. So always so much fun. For sure. And what kind of things did you learn while you were on tour with these guys <clears throat> and performing with these guys? Did they share any really cool words of wisdom? It's more, you know, directly telling me words of do this or do that. It's more like me to the side and watching them and watching them how they do this and learning from them. I mean, you do get to chat and stuff with them, but it's not, you don't usually talk about that side of it. When you're off the stage and, and in between shows and stuff like that, you're just, I don't really want to bother the other artists with talk of the business and stuff like that unless they want to talk about it just because it's you know sometimes it gets a little bit too much but yeah no I learned all my I learned everything from like watching them and something that you know you don't realize but some of the best shows they, they don't change from every show is basically the same I didn't actually realize that until I started seeing that like going on tour and stuff but like I knew the song the set list would like stay the same but even the things that they say in between, like little things like that. They, they, I mean, they may stray off a little bit, but the script is the script. And, and then they practice that for months and then they go on tour, right? Like little things like that. It's like, well, I didn't really think about that. Pretty interesting when you when you look at it. I got to ask, where is your dream stage to play on? You know, the Grand Ole Opry is definitely the, the top place I'd love to perform. I mean, I got to go there and actually just like as a, as a tourist and actually just stand on the stage and stuff. The whole place has its own energy and its own history that's just goes back to the beginning of country music. For me, especially because I'm a huge country fan. Mm -hmm. Always have been listening to ever since I was a kid and started up when I first picked up the guitar at 14. That's what I started to play, especially the older guys. George Jones was a huge influence for me for my writing and just his style of singing and how he can really turn a great lyric with his vocals. And I mean, all the greats sang on that stage. And that's where every major artist, I think, country artist wants to perform. You know, fingers crossed. I'll get there one day. <laughs> Here's hoping that'd be so cool to see on that stage, whether it's in person or virtually, that'd be amazing. So when did you first realize you were more than just a performer, but you were also a musical artist? It started back when okay, I picked up the guitar when I was 14 and it took me a couple of years to actually play actually start writing to, to a point where I can, you know, pretty much play whatever I want on the guitar. Probably when I was about 17, I started doing local like fundraiser kind of shows at the at the local it's a, like almost like a theater it's like a 500 seat theater it's called the arts and culture center here and you know they used to have little fundraisers for the local hospital and it wouldn't be just one person it'd probably be like say seven or eight people would go it'd be sort of like a talent show but it would be like based around country music so basically that's where I had my first taste of a that kind of a setting with well I was 17 so I wasn't at the bars yet so that was my first real taste of live performance with an audience bigger than you know an audience that could fit in my kitchen that was the beginning I don't know how much people's comments and support from the community you know how much that means especially an artist when they're starting off for me it was everything but I wasn't a like an overly confident guy when I was a teenager you know I was shy so I I mean it took me a while to come out of my shell and that's how I did it basically getting on stages and performing I had the taste for that then 
that was it. I mean, most people have to leave to get noticed, but I was lucky enough to have a connection. One of my family members, my cousin, Troy, who knew my first manager. He said, if I ever have a chance, he said, I'll help Jason out and stay true to his word. And that's how it got going for me. That's really so. great. I mean, look how far you've come so far, which is so cool. And that you've also, from what I've seen on social media, you've built a beautiful life where you grew up and you're still there and you're still able to pursue mm-hmm. such a great career. And I'm so happy about that for you. And You have a new song out called A Lot About A Little, which we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. But the last time we spoke was, I believe, last year about your song Two Wrongs, Mm -hmm. which we're going to play here in a second and talk about here in a second. But the music video is kind of inspired by the fact that you're a big fan of comic books and conspiracy theories. So before we talk (laughs) about the song and before we play the song, I want you to tell us about your interest in comics and conspiracy theories. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big nerd. Like, <laughs> I mean that. I mean that in the warmest way to all you nerds out there. I love the, I, I like the Marvel movies and that whole world. So entertaining for me. And a lot of guys like sports and stuff like that. I'm not that interested in sports whatsoever. When you're with somebody and trying to strike up a conversation, usually that's the first thing they talk about. But that was me. It'll either be you know something along those lines about comic books or conspiracy theories. So. <laughs> <laughs> My mind is out there more so than than on earth. <laughs> I feel the same way. We're in the same boat. The conversations I've had with my mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit about how this got involved into the music video and theme for that song, Two Wrongs, because it seems to be a very special video. And from my understanding, you wanted to put together kind of a resume of what someone from the country would be looking for in a mate if they were looking for love as well. But you were able to kind of get your comment and conspiracies into that <laughs> yeah my management my label with conversations with me and the uh, producer they decided to go with that i mean we're kind of in an age where anything goes at this point which is really cool i think like it doesn't really <laughs> you don't have to stay confined to a certain category actually it Things seem to be working better when you kind of get outside of the box a little bit lately. So that's pretty exciting. And that's, that seems to be, you know, that's what we did for the video for Two Wrongs. And again, for a lot about a little. I like to be different. I really enjoy it. I'm like, yes, please. Let's just do something a little different. And that's what we decided to go with. And it was fun. But what I also liked about the music video is that you put to be continued for a cinematic ending, which I thought was so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to have anyone waiting any longer. Here's the song, Two Wrongs. Holding you tonight, neon shining bright all around us. The music sets the mood. Couples fill the room, they surround us I can tell you're shy, baby tell me why are you distant Well you don't know for sure, you're thinking that we might be too different Girl you must be kidding You drink tequila and I shoot that fireball, you got that way
Stay with me a while Baby, I can change your opinion Did I see you smile? Baby, do you mind if I move in? Well, I put sense of track Baby, that's a fact There I said it Yeah, I said it So maybe here tonight to rush and make a ride if we let it. Cause you train tequila and I shoot that fireball. You got that twang and I've got that southern draw. You fall in love and I love the fall. We're right here tonight and we've got it all. You like the Beatles and I like the Two Wrongs by our wonderful guest, Jason Benoit. And I have to acknowledge here that you are a CCMA award-winning country artist and an award-nominated artist. And leading up to present day, those accolades, they haven't stopped. And you had a very busy 2020 with releasing that song that we just heard, Two Wrongs. And you also won an ECMA win for Fans' Choice Video of the Year for Slow Hand. And you just had a lot of time to spend with fans on reconnecting with them weekly on the Friday night lockdown live sessions on Facebook. And you reached over 15,000 fans worldwide. And you mentioned that live streams were your new happy place. So how was it for you to connect with your fans in this manner? I mean, during the whole you know pandemic year and still running, actually, I, I can't, I kind of thought about the idea a little earlier, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to hang on because there was other people doing it at the time. And there were still other artists were, were really going hard in the live streams. I'm like, I'm just going to hold off for a little bit. So I waited like a couple of months and then I kind of put my thoughts together on how I wanted to do it and uh, how we're going to make it so that it would work, you know, keep it going. So we decided to come up with the Friday night lockdown live, which I'm still doing right now 
also added a after party. <laughs> we do a 40 minute set on my fan page. After that, we go over to the Jason Benoit Rebels. It's an exclusive group. So anybody is in that group, they get to watch the after party. So it's like you're the, we all get to uh, just have a bit more fun after. You know, it's just kept me from going crazy pretty much. But I mean, I wanted to try to get music out there and, and still interact with the fans. And I didn't even actually do any live streams up to that point. And I actually strange, but so true that, you know, never thought about doing anything live. We have done live streams, say from like concerts or events that I was at or different things, but never an actual show, an acoustic show. Right. So to start doing them, you know, on a, on a biweekly basis and like the first couple, it was, it was kind of awkward. I mean, it's just different because the live show. So used to have an audience out there and you being on stage and it felt like you were kind of doing it alone for a little bit. But I mean, once I got in the groove and uh, I love it. I mean, I just, I think I, I can't say I love it more than, than live shows as those are ultimate, but I mean, I still enjoy it a whole lot. It's a lot of fun. It's more of just like having friends at your house and you're just playing music and having a couple of drinks and, and enjoying yourself. That's what it feels like. And like um, a virtual East coast kitchen party from the <laughs> Basically. Yeah. This will probably somehow be brought into live shows at concerts and stuff like that. It's cool to see people's comments, to get feedback as you're doing your show. At a live show, you can only you know hear people claps and hear people singing along, which is awesome. But I mean, you don't actually hear comments or hear suggestions. It's just a different world altogether. It's really open-ended and very uh, you know down to earth and just loose. I have a ball with it. I have just as much fun as the fans. You know, anybody listening can just check out my Facebook fan page. Usually I post when they're going to be. So so what do you think your biggest break or your greatest opportunity has been so far in your music career? Wow. My first manager. I mean, that's really set the stage for everything. I was working at a credit union at the time. I was posting my songs, stuff that I was writing and covers and stuff on YouTube. You know, he heard them and, and just wrote me one day. Are you interested in what do you think about doing this? That's where it all began. Things would not have gone the same way if that didn't happen. So that has to be the biggest. Well, congratulations uh, yeah. on all your accomplishments. They're all definitely well deserved. Now, for independent and emerging artists, do you have any advice for them on how the music industry works or how to take their career on? You have to have a great team. I wouldn't be anywhere without a good team. Start with a great manager and know that he can do something for you. Building your fan base, building your online fan base. If you have you know, a huge following online, it's a no-brainer to get signed. That's a really big one. Just focus on your artistry, focus on making yourself sound different somehow. Not like unnaturally, but just, I think it's just to stand out because of your uniqueness, not because you sound like the next guy on radio or something. You will be invested in people who take the chance to sound unique. I didn't know this, but this is kind of what set me on this direction. Sturgill Simpson, who's sort of like a an indie country kind of a sound in 2018 he was nominated and won the country album of the year and i was like well who's Sturgill simpson (laughs) that's one thing that threw me because i thought there was one set way kind of doing something for a long time and when i saw that i'm like wow this guy is being totally unique to himself doing what he loves and i mean he's winning grammy awards without any radio play and that's just crazy just people being unique to themselves has such a great outlet now because of online. You can be your own artist. You can be an indie artist. You can follow your own path and just release 
music that's true to yourself and not have to worry about following so much of the same path to success that was kind of the only one way that you kind of had to, to make your way through the ranks. It's changed radio a little bit too. They're playing Coulter Wall. I've heard him here in Canada. He sounds like an old school Johnny Cash, hardcore country artist. Yeah, he's getting featured, which is so cool. For sure. So yeah, the brand new song, a lot about a little. This song was written by Aaron Gavin and a couple yes, of other great yeah, songwriters. Yeah. And from my understanding, the reason that you did jump on the song was because it was a bit different and you are obsessed with 90s country music and you grew up on it. You yeah. still sing songs with it and you like the good yeah. honky tonk feel. So you finally decided to follow your passion and record this song with the influences from your favorite records. So how did you make this your own and worked with yeah Jeff Diesel, who's incredible. And how yeah. did you guys work on it together? Oh, geez. It was probably the summer of 2020. We had the Friday night lockdowns. I found out about Sergio Simpson. So continuing the story on, I was speaking to my management and I'd like to, you know, I want to go down this road. I'm like, I, I really want to make the effort to uh, head down this path of that honky tonk sound. And so he's like, okay, let's call Jeff and see what, if he's interested. He, he was so excited. He was like, yes, please. Let's do something that sounds different and fun and, and let's just enjoy it. Get the, the whole band together and, and record it. I, at that point, we had songs because I have songs that I have written and we were going to do one of them. But then Jeff said, you know what? He said, let me reach out to Aaron and see if he's got any tunes. If we're going to go down this new path. We might as well start it off on the right foot and make sure we have the best song possible. Because in my world, the best song wins. It doesn't matter if I wrote it or somebody else writes it. Aaron sent a, an email with a batch of songs. And this one was sitting right at the top. <laughs> my favorite one out of the group. It was so good. And it was, it was so hooky and so much fun. You know, I sent it to Jeff and Jeff loved it and that was it.
Jason Benoit with his latest A Lot About A Little. And you can get that song and the song you heard earlier, Two Wrongs, and all of his music wherever you buy, download, or stream your music right now. And he has all social media platforms. So make sure you follow and like everything. (laughs) Big thanks going out to Jason for chatting on One to Watch Wednesday this week. And a big thanks going out to DRC Music for sponsoring One to Watch Wednesday. Big details coming your way about some really cool shows they're going to be putting on throughout June, July, and August. And if you want to book a show with them, you totally should. Check out their Facebook page for all details and contact info. My name is Sarah Scott. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. And this is all brought to you by Studio B.